Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Retro Ad Review. Hi, everybody. So today we're going to be looking at candy, but a specific, a specific, a specific subset of candy, which means even further than a subset of candy, a specific candy bar. It's Butterfinger, which is divisive, isn't it? A lot of people hey, like I was it, supposed I to say that. What are we looking at today? Today we're looking at Butterfinger. But specifically... I kind of went with uh, Butterfinger BBs. We might want to make this, uh, this bite-sized. So I went with the candy that I figured was always bite-sized. I always saw it in the packs of Halloween candy. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Don't remember how Halloween candy always had this stuff? Well, I always remember Halloween candy having like stickers and stuff. I think it's because I don't like Butterfinger. Yeah, it's got like... What is Butterfinger made of? Well peanut butter it's it's got like i, I don't know it's crispy crunchy like honeycomb kind of it's the only real honeycomb. way way i can describe I don't it know what that yeah means. yeah there's like a so i've had candy bars that are like honeycomb flavored or something and they have that weird crispiness like twix or something that's almost like toffee no 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 i think honey versions like toffee? don't exist not really no it's like honeycomb i think they have it on this side of the world more than they have it on that side of the world <laughs> well so, butterfinger apart from maybe butterfinger i don't know so butterfinger is Do they have m&m's world questionably there? a pe- <laughs> peanut butter snack <laughs> <laughs> yeah well butterfinger is a candy bar that uh the middle is made of crunchy buttery thing the history of it, it started in Chicago with a man named Otto Schnering. He was of some type of European country, I don't know. No, of course, he's he was a German. He, or he was of German ancestry. German-American or something. And he started the Curtis Candy Company in 1916 in Chicago, just like Wrigley's Gum and a bunch of other things, because they were like at the center of the nation. So it was easier to spread out your candy there. But he had interesting ways of spreading his candy. He uh, called it the Curtis Candy Company because that was his mother's maiden name. Curtis? And he was, uh, it was during World War I, 1916. So other people were like, hey, we don't like German people. So <laughs> oh. it's a little hard for you to push this. So he called it the Schnering Candy Company. They would be like burning it down or something. In 19 Yeah, didn't like wasn't it that like people used to be proud of their German heritage as in like there used to be like German celebrations and stuff a long time ago and then when the wars happened the Germans in America kind of toned down all of those celebrations and that's why we don't I guess have you as had many. to cuz people get weird during times like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they just toned it all down and never brought it back really cuz you know how like a lot of immigrants come know. in and they bring I think in a in lot German of German centric areas. Because I remember in Illinois, they have still have like Polish. They have like second. Yeah, most, but I think uh, it was much Polish more people, like they have like Polish pride parades. 
Okay, so like, you know how there's like St. Patrick's Day or something like that, which is like a huge, 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 huge thing. There's not that many huge, huge German things or whatever. Like not even Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest, I guess? Yeah, but it's not even that massive. Like, (laughs) like, anyway, anyway, whatever. uh, Anyway, the point is is that he had to give it his mom's name because everybody hated Germans. So we have Oktoberfest, St. Patrick's, and uh, freaking Cinco de Mayo just to drink because we don't care about the things. I think right. uh, there's a lot more. There's Black History Month. Yeah, and La- Black Hispanic. History Month. <laughs> what is it? Hispanic History Month? I'm talking month? about October. Is that, no, is that what it is? Is it called Hispanic? I don't even know what it I is. I don't know. Okay, anyway, whatever. So after the, he started the Curtis Candy Company, in 1920, they released their first candy bar, the Baby Ruth. I because like Baby Ruth. He was a sneaky businessman, and he didn't want to pay royalties to the great Babe Ruth. He said the story was that he named it after President Grover Cleveland's daughter, Ruth. Wait, was Babe Ruth German? He was of German ancestry. Uh, during World War II, the German-American Bund, they, they were pro-Nazi Germans in America. So then... He and other prominent German Americans with German ancestry banded together. Were like, we're not like these people. They suck. We hate them. So Babe Ruth did that. Uh, he was one of the bigger signatories, but some lady started. I forgot her name. But she okay. Was so for those of you who are listening who don't know who Babe Ruth is, watch The Sandlot, a film or that you probably the also movie, haven't watched. The Babe with uh, John Goodman as Babe Ruth. That's oh, Babe uh, Ruth. Babe Ruth Probably was like a famous the, baseball player of the 20s. He's still considered and, like the greatest baseball player ever, right? Yeah. That's really weird that we know about Babe Ruth. Well, Why? he was the greatest baseball player ever. It's like we know I about guess, but Jordan. like, aren't there like, okay, who's the greatest, I don't know, runner ever? Well, who's the greatest basketball the, player? The only reason I know like you get huge, Jim you know Thorpe is. is because I did a report on him in fourth grade. And you still remember? Yeah, I do. Okay. I remember him being like Native American and being like, that's neat. <laughs> So yeah, so Babe Ruth could have had royalties or sued their butts off, but Otto Schnering said it was named after Grover Cleveland's daughter. (laughs) So that's stupid. He had a bunch of ways of doing that. So later in the 1920s, they released their second candy bar, the Butterfinger. Crispy, crunchy, peanut buttery Butterfinger. They didn't know how to name him, so to uh, hype up the new candy bar, they decided to do a naming contest. And the Butterfinger, it won the contest, and it kept with the baseball theme, it seemed, because Butterfingers meant that you couldn't hold on to the ball. So, like, I guess you were a suck pitcher because it kept falling or out of your glove. In order to promote this, Otto Schmidt. Yeah, that's what a Butterfinger means. I feel like yeah, when I hear Butterfinger, the vaguely butter too, better, yeah. crispy, crunchy, buttery. When sensory. I think of Butterfingers, I think of Butterfingers, the, the stupid candy bar. But then, if I think of butter, it's contextual is all I'm trying to say. I, the, the, the phrase Butterfinger didn't even come through my mind as we've been talking about this. So, Cizo, he was a shrewd businessman. In order to promote it, he went to several cities and dropped it from aeroplanes he put little uh parachutes on it and he got oh my god that's aeroplane guys and launched it out of the freaking plane he airdropped butterfingers yeah airdrop 
Okay, so he airdropped a bunch of little mini Butterfingers with mini parachutes from planes. And since people are crazy pack animals, people were jumping over cars and trampling over themselves to get the tiny Butterfingers for free. Wow. And it ended up being publicity for that because it worked and it hurt people. What so he then started the Baby Ruth Flying Circus to drop them over other, other cities. He started in New York and then he went Baby all over the country circus. to blow away. I don't know if the military was like trying to blow them away. So he just got a band yeah. of like airplanes, aeroplanes, yeah. and got people to drop them. Yeah. So people around various cities were just getting Baby Ruth's. I mean, um, yeah. Butterfingers dropped on them. Yeah, so he could. Those things are hard, actually. I always remember that. Yeah. I, I think I remember one of our uncles hit me over the head with it. Just like, hey, yeah. silly. Bam. I was like, wow, this is hard. I thought the same thing, actually. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I've been hit by one of these bars. Yeah, they're a bit tough. I don't know what they were like back in okay. the olden days, but I can imagine them being even tougher. Otto Schnering, besides being a shrewd businessman, was also good to his workers. He helped mm -hmm. them all out during the Depression. Oh, good for him. Yeah. He like made it so that they didn't lose their jobs, and it helped out the city. That's good. When people don't lose their jobs, it's very good for cities. <laughs> yeah. And he also uh, put advertisements all over Wrigley Field and stuff like that. So he was just a pretty shrewd man. And speaking of advertisements, now they don't fly out of airplanes, but one of their best-known advertisements was... The Simpsons. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. Yeah, The Simpsons. That's the only thing I know about Butterfinger. <laughs> That's the only reason I know Butterfinger is a thing. I just always remember thinking, like... Why would the Simpsons support this? I guess it's kind of like because of money. In my mind, the way I, the way I justified it was I don't know. It was like a rebel brand. It's not the standard or stereotypical brand, so that's why they do it. And you know, they weren't the stereotypical. Yeah, that was when American Fox family was coming up, so they didn't want to promote Snickers or something. So they went, "Hey, here's some obscure-ish thing," even though it kind of wasn't. Yeah, that's sort of how I think of it because, like, Butterfinger, I wouldn't even put in like the top five. It's like, but I guess they just gave after raining a bunch Charleston of money. Like, oh, okay. So, yeah, one of the best advertisements was The Simpsons. It started in 1988 when they were on the Tracy Ullman shorts. Wow. And there were two commercials in the Tracy Ullman shorts. The first was where he was teasing his sisters about having the last Butterfinger because he was promoted as a big jerk back then. I guess he's. I mean, isn't he always a big jerk? Yeah, and the second was more important because he was talking to his friend about the Butterfinger Group because you have like the four food groups and the Butterfinger Group, and his friend was arguing with him that that is not true, and then he doesn't have it, and he's sad. The character was Milhouse, his best friend, and he was created specifically for this Butterfinger commercial, and then was transferred over to when they got the show. So mm. Milhouse to start was in a Butterfinger commercial. I'll be your best friend. You already are. Nobody Butterfinger. How does it go? Friggin' I think they named him after Richard Nixon's middle name, right? Yeah. I mean you know this stuff. Oh Millhouse, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I forgot I forgot Nixon's middle name. Uh, That's yeah, how I learned a lot of stupid things in the nineties because of this show. Yeah, uh, the, I, I learned, learned about a lot freaking of things. 
Sparrow Agnew, who the heck that was, the vice I learned about who Henry was. Kissinger was. <laughs> because uh, oh, he no. apparently worked at Mad Magazine, or so I thought before. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Sparrow Agnew. I think the funnier Agnew is uh, Futurama. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> is Kissinger also in Futurama? I don't think so. Like Maybe just is. some head in the back. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. His head must be in it. Most of the still time, alive, isn't he? Yeah, he's still. He's like probably ninety something. He's really he's old. He's younger than out. Norman Lear, though. Wow, he dang man! All these people stick around. <laughs> yeah, they better stick around. I don't like it when they go. All right, so anyway, yeah. sorry. Most of the time, it was Bart trying to keep it away from people, like Nelson. He's up a tree, holding away from him, and a lot of the times it was Homer. I remember specifically. Even after they left, they they left some things over there because Bart's catchphrase was "Nobody better lay a finger on my butterfinger." That's and then the phrase I was on, trying to say. Later on, they said "Nobody lays a finger on my butterfinger" after Bart was gone. But one of them I remember specifically was Homer comes in Bart sleeping at night with a butterfinger next to him, and they top touches it and shocks him. Ooh, my little buddy sleeping like a baby. You won't mind if I take a bite of his crispity, crunchity peanut. I told you, Homer. Nobody better lay a finger on my butterfinger. Then in 2011, they had two Southern Bell women like, oh, butterfinger snackers is the best or something. And then one of them is like, oh, can I have one? And it shocks her. So they just kind of keep repeating stuff and calling back. Mm, I love Butterfinger. I think I'll try one. Ow! Mm-mm, I think you won't. Nobody's gonna lay a finger on my Butterfinger snackers. That's weird. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I lost track of Butterfinger around. When yeah, I don't really keep <laughs> track of what happens with Butterfinger as a company or as 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 anything. Speaking as of which company they are owned by, it's complicated. So really? most of the time, Bart, yeah. I thought like Mars was always transferring. Remember all that? Yeah. So that's Butterfinger, true. nobody better lay a finger on it, and he tries to hurt you. Apparently, he oh, was also uh, the brand uh, mascot for pretty much everything else: the BBs, the Don't ice cream the bars, everything. Okay, I can get on board with the ice cream bars. I think I had one once, and it's actually good. I, I don't like the candy, but I feel like the crispity, crunchity aspect within like kind of a creamy thing like ice cream tastes nice. It was, it always stuck to my teeth like taffy when I ate it, but I didn't mind it too much. They stopped the commercials Honey around 2001, but returned really? around 2007 for the movie when the movie came out. Oh, yeah. God, and they, that movie they launched a bunch of things for the movies. Remember Bird King and everything else? They came back around 2013. I kind of don't, don't remember. <laughs> They came back around 2013 with Who Stole Bart Simpson's Butterfinger? Where, keeping up with Otto Schnering's uh, advertising, publicity stunts. Okay. Okay. And keeping up with the company and Otto Schnering's publicity stunts, they gave out the candy for free. I keep thinking you're going to say on Bismarck. Spoiler alert. Bart Simpson's Butterfinger was stolen by... Maggie? No. Otto? A milestone of the... Pig? Second Butterfinger commercial, Millhouse. He was created for it. He stole it. Ooh, okay. Everyone, I thought they were going to pro- do like I Maggie I because of Homer like... Because he always tries to steal it. 
Yeah, I think in the fifth season before Who Shot Mr. Burns, the the Butterfinger was the big thing for the fifth season. Was Who Shot like, Mr. Who Burns the fifth Burns? season? No, I think it was the sixth season. Jesus, that's so long. So, All right, anyway. It was traded through a bunch of companies. It started off with the Curtis Candy Company, then to Standard Brands, Inc., then to Nabisco in 1981. Nabisco. Then when it merged with R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company for R.J.R. Nabisco, then that was bought by the Colbert Kravis Roberts. Then in 1990, they sold it to Nestle. In the 80s, they lost the original recipe and... No oh, wow, really? That's ridiculous. It. it was lost between Nabisco and Nestle. They didn't know what happened to it. Nestle pushed the Simpsons things hard because that's why you saw it mostly in the 90s. And they kept it yeah. for a while until it was bought uh, or they sold it to in 2018 to Ferrero SPA, a subsidiary of Ferrero. Ferrero. Who's best known for oh, hey. uh, those Rocher things and... Tic Tacs and Nutella. So now, Nutella, yeah, that's a what talking American about. candy bar is owned by an Italian company. I think Nestle is the one I remember Baby most, and that's where so the Butterfinger um, tiny ones are. The Butterfinger oh. Halloween candy and all the stuff is because I don't see them in any bags anymore. Because like when I go to the, the supermarket and they have the Nestle and Mars Mixed and bag. other bags. Yeah, the bags of yeah, treats. Yeah, Ferrero really just went like... Ferrero no, like, just took it away. And now I don't, don't have a Butterfinger. Butterfinger just doesn't exist, really, I, I think. really... It was always like the... I was think kind you of were the, the only one that like... Was I didn't okay have a problem. It. It's like Halloween, I'd pick out the Snickers and the M&M bags and then whittling it down. It's like, do I want the Crackle or do I want the Butterfinger? Crackle. I love Crackle, though. <laughs> See, the thing is, okay. I think you always ended up with the <laughs> Butterfinger because nobody else wanted it and you would just eat stuff that you yeah. mildly liked if no one had it. I was it, like Bart. So. I'd steal them from people and nobody cared because they didn't like it. <laughs> nobody wanted it. Nobody wants so that, to is that the end of? Is that the end of Butterfinger? Does they, are they just Yeah, like, Ferrero doesn't give it to us anymore. I'm upset, even though I'm not. Okay. Yeah, no one actually cares. All right, so that is Butterfinger. That's the end of our episode. Bye. You're not here just for history. You're not here just for history. You're here for commercials. It's what the people demand. It's what they want. So we're going to give them to you, much like X did in that song. Uh, Right. So So, uh, one of our next nostalgia episodes uh, with uh, licensed music, we're gonna buy it. Eric's gonna give it to you for socks or something. Yeah, we're just gonna have to do. You're gonna have to put like the Kid Bops version. We're gonna have to uh, do it ourselves. We're gonna sing it ourselves karaoke. I can't do that. All right, so we're gonna go to the first commercial, which, if you would like to find it on YouTube, it is 1995 Butterfinger. Don't lay a finger. TV commercial. Has the life drained out of your living room? Then why not have... A Butterfinger Blast! One bite of that crispity... Crispity! (laughs) Crunchity! Crunchity! Peanut buttery tasting (laughs) moment will shatter your senses! Well, that's it for bingo. Try on and you'll insist. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger from Nestle. So that is that commercial. 
that's something. It's it's truly a thing. <laughs> um, so anyway, basically, it's just like a commercial about an old man and his wife. Well, it's not really about them. It's about the old man. I like and how you have to assume everything like that when you see two kids together. Are they friends? Are they boyfriend, girlfriend? They're just kind of people. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of. This is his wife to me. <laughs> yeah. So for us, that's his wife. And he's in his old school living room uh, just hanging out. And then he takes a bite out of the Butterfinger. His eyes kind of widen, which leads you to believe that something big is going to happen. And it does. Is little lounge chair just speeds away and it starts speeding through their house and he's kind of really enjoying it so it's showing it from the perspective of him like the camera goes straight at him and he's just running around like basically he's just being led around in his out of control lounge chair and in between each shot of him screaming i guess enjoying butterfinger it shows crispity crunchity like a i don't know would you is that like it almost looks 3D shots of the Butterfinger product itself. So he ends up running around the whole house and ends in his same spot abruptly. And I guess he's just kind of shocked by his little adventure around the house thanks to the Butterfinger. Yeah. I remember a lot of in the 90s things they had like cool old people. I guess that's every generation, but... For some reason, it feels like this was a 90s thing to me. Cool old people. And look how crazy his extreme chair went. Yeah, like weird, I always think that too. Weird for the sake of weird, of those, but always old people. I always think that that's kind of the thing where I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was sort of that old people are cool or old people are funny even. I don't really know which way to kind they, of. They didn't. Yeah, because this wasn't marketing to old people. This was like the youth during after school time. Yeah, I think it might have been old people are funny more than it being like old people aren't cool or whatever. I don't know. I think it's more so yeah, old people. But like, are what funny. other, like all those other commercials? Remember, we did the one with the PlayStation old rapping guy, even though he looked senile. <laughs> but I'm a chicken, got it? You beef jerky? PlayStation. Yeah, I, again, I think it's just an old people are funny thing. That's all. I don't think it's actually. It's a, it's a timeless quirk of advertising. Old people are funny. All right, then. Okay. But anyway, yeah, it's it's a nice little commercial. It's it's kind of a... It's got a brown you know, chair and an old house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fine commercial. It's, it's a, not anything that's it always, like... That, that always struck me about it. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say about the commercial. It's one of those, like... <laughs> It's just one of those kind of classic commercials where a person like, I say classic in the 90s sense of just an old person like experiencing something crazy. That's that's kind of it, I think. Yeah. All right. So that's the old guy. Now let's move on to the next one. It's rapid fire season. If you want to find this one on YouTube, it's called 1996 Butterfinger commercial. So, you know, good luck on finding that one. Or you could type VR, virtual reality Butterfinger. Virtual reality? Five bucks. Please. Feeling like virtual reality... Under. Bites. Then why not have... The Butterfinger Blast! Ooh. One bite of that crispity... Crispity! Crunchity! Crunchity! Beaded buttery taste explosion will shatter your senses! Only ten bucks a ticket, boys and girls. That's the Butterfinger Blast! From Nestle. Yeah, this was the Nestle era. 
Oh yeah, okay, yeah, by Nestle, yeah. So in this commercial, this commercial is about a nerd, a nerd in a gaming emporium. Nerd with and 90s clothes. <laughs> so he puts on a VR headset. It looks disturbingly similar to an Oculus and has the same graphics as the metaverse. Uh, no, it's he, he puts I like on that his headset. Mark Zuckerberg. Remember when Mark Zuckerberg was looking at his avatar and talking to it in the in the in the intro he did to it. The um, it just looks funny. <laughs> it's a. Like, hey, it's a <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't bag on the metaverse, but yeah, it's, it's not looking good. <laughs> anyway. You know what? Oh. I, I kind of hate this, but as technology goes forward, just to survive with money, you have to follow it along. Like past the Industrial Revolution, you couldn't really do the old stuff, Amish stuff anymore. So when the metaverse kicks in, we're probably just gonna have to move in there. I right? don't know. I feel like if eating we, our butterfingers, I, I worry about I, harassment. I, I have my questions about the metaverse, but you I'm know, not this saying the metaverse them. itself. I mean, just in general. But yeah, what, this was like, a big thing well, in the anyways, 90s. Anyway, this the big thing in the 90s reality. was VR. So this commercial itself is a kid in a gaming place and he puts on a VR headset that's just kind of sitting there and then he's transported visually to another world full of polygons, people-shaped <laughs> polygons. It's it's sort of what, Lawnmower Man-esque? Anyway, I don't even know what the game is, but he... Looks like he's a knight or he's he fighting looks, a knight. Yeah, he looks like he's about to fight a knight and then Very in order to fuel him fighting a knight, he pulls out a Butterfinger. <laughs> takes a bite of the Butterfinger and starts fighting a more realistic knight, I guess. There's some sort but of hallucination. These exclamations in the are scary. So yeah, he starts trying to scream. How does that play into on, his knight fighting? He's like on a like trip or something. Idiot. He just took a bite. <laughs> it's a drug trip. becomes more realistic. He starts screaming like that. It's frightening. You know how they said it? You know how in the past they said that Halloween candy be careful because there's drugs in it i think that's what happened that's been from the 80s or something yeah it's like lsd and lsd yeah but <laughs> vr was supposed to be super realistic remember like the tiger r zone and then the kids screaming in pain at the end ah! all r zone cartridges play on the r zone and the r zone super screen so vr yeah. was dangerous back in the day it hurt your eyes vr was wasn't nice in this case, I think he beats the knight. It looks like he does. At least anyway, he falls backwards. Uh, so he, it looks like he defeats the knight, whatever, and he ends up getting flipped away from the stand in which the VR game takes place. Somebody rips off his VR helmet because he's done with the game, apparently. Sounds and tons dangerous. of other kids are like, yeah, like they want to play the VR thing. So this is a really good commercial for VR because the Butterfinger just... Wouldn't the kids it's be the like scrambling one. for a Butterfinger? I feel like what they should have done instead of the kid ripping off the other kid's VR helmet, he should have pulled a Butterfinger from the kid and just been like, who wants a Butterfinger? And everybody goes, yeah. Because it's really the Butterfinger that's the exciting aspect of this, not the VR thing, at least from the Butterfinger commercial perspective. And yeah, both of these the were, um, the Butterfinger was secondary. And something happening and then they described crispity crunchity. Well, I think the first one is better at conveying like the Butterfinger made things go mad. Yeah, I exactly. Meant... But it's still kind of secondary. Mm, I, I think because the, the focus second... is like, wow, this old man's flying around. 
I suppose. I mean, like, it's enabling him to do it. And just like for this kid, this is my point. For this kid, the Butterfinger is enabling him to beat that knight, or at least to view this crappy VR game as something better than it is. But at the very end, when the guy takes his VR headset and then is holding it, and then a bunch of kids are like, yeah, I want to play VR. It's more about I want to play VR the than who I want a Butterfinger. Butterfinger. That's, that's the difference that I'm sort of talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I my favorite part was the the guy though. He says VR five dollars, and then at the end when everyone wants to use it, it's like ten dollars. Ten dollars, yeah. So it's a it's whatever. <laughs> All right, that it's was a, a second silly one. little commercial. So now on to our final commercial. Uh, if you want to watch it, it is nineteen ninety seven Butterfinger, suspiciously irresistible commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not alone. The Roswell cover-up, the alien autopsy, a youth culture out of control, the common thread in every case. The Butterfinger! Observe the color, not of this earth. The taste, too unique. Result? One minute you're sucked in by the crispity, crunchy, peanut buttery taste, and the next you're having every living memory vaporized one by one! All for crying out loud. Butterfinger from Nestle, suspiciously irresistible. Right. So this Nestle is a weird little commercial. Yeah, Nestle was the big owner in the 90s, I guess. So in this commercial, it kicks off. It feels very 60s. But anyway, 50s, 60s. feels I think very the 90s. Neat. I think it's a 90s commercial, but I feel like there are elements of it that are trying to be 60s-ish. Like the UFO, the 50s, Roswell type of stuff, the glasses that the guy is wearing. And then at the very end, there's like a swirl that has that kind of Twilight Zone. You know, like it was kind of Space Invaders was a very big thing in the 50s and 60s. So that's yeah. what I mean. Anyway, for those of you who have just been listening, the commercial itself takes place in an auditorium of some nature. And there's a man who looks professional there's a man with glasses and a tie and he's given a presentation and he's talking about famous conspiracy theories like ufos and all this sort of stuff and he's getting far more animated as it goes along until he reveals that basically butterfingers behind everything (laughs) the common thread is butterfinger yeah the common thread of everything is butterfinger so then he starts showing various slideshow images of butterfinger like Butterfinger next to Saturn, Butterfinger in like someone's hands in some event, Butterfinger on a graph chart. I don't, I don't really know how it manages to work there. And then he's basically telling his audience, you know, it's Butterfinger going more manic and all the sound effects in the commercial are very cartoony. It's very Looney Tunes. And as he goes more freaking out about it, the camera cuts to two old women in the audience. It's a very bare audience. There's not very many people there. And one of the old women disparagingly talks about what she's just witnessed, I guess. Oh, for crying out loud. Anyway, it cuts to a big black and white swirl that I was talking about. You know, those hypnotist swirls and has Butterfinger in the middle. And it ends with a big thing that says suspiciously irresistible. Um, and a little Nestle jingle. Nestle makes the very best ding. Yeah. This one feels, for me, it feels kind of 60s, 50s-ish because it's going into that conspiracy theories about UFOs and stuff. Yeah, and, and the aesthetic the sound too, effects, yeah, the exactly. projector and all that. But I was saying it was more 90s, or at least I thought of it immediately because we were nearing the year 2000 and there was a lot of millenarian belief systems back in the day. 
the year 2000 is going to blow everything up and Y2K and the X-Files and stuff. So they had to shove alien autopsy, all this other stuff. So to sell to kids who vaguely knew about that, they pushed that into a Butterfinger commercial? Uh, I guess I'm doing a big shrug. I'm scratching my head. <laughs> like, what's but this yeah. all about? But I guess um, I think they were all from the same advertising company because it's like, look, the old people come back again. Like, oh, for crying out loud, what a weird guy. It's a cute little commercial. I can, I can get on board with it. So we've watched all the commercials. We've talked about the history of Butterfinger, the illustrious history of this peanut butter dessert candy. I don't know peanut what it is. Peanut buttery snack. Peanut buttery snack. Let's call it that. A crispy yeah. peanut buttery snack. So let us now do the classic ratings. Okay. Of the three commercials, the, I was going to say CEO one, the um, old man, the VR and the conspiracy theory, which one is your least favorite? Uh, Let me see. Least favorite. I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble because there's the basicness of the old man. And I just don't like the VR one too much because it's kind of annoys me. So I don't know which one I'm with for those. I'm going to go with the old man because it is the most basic and it's so stupid. He's just racing around a chair. Wow, that was crazy. So I I would say because of the basicness. I'm also struggling because the – okay, I'm going to talk about both of them at the same time. The old man is so basic, but his butterfinger caused him to go crazy. The VR one is so secondary to the VR-ness. Because it's more an advertisement for VR. But it does have that funny zinger at the end. It's like $5. Everyone likes it. Ooh, demand is up. It's $10 now. That's funny to me, but the commercial just annoys me. And Butterfinger's secondary. So I don't know which one of those two for that reason. The secondariness and the not funniness of just a basic old man running around the, the thing. I can't tell which one for me is is harder for me to choose which one about you i think the old man is probably the least favorite of it because i am prejudiced against the elderly no it's just it's i think it's the basicness of it it's just kind of zoom zoom old man and then just kind of crispity crunchity yeah (laughs) i'm gonna go with that too the vr i the whole going crazy in the vr annoys the heck out of me but it did have a little bit more to it Especially with the other guy was like, hey, ten dollars. But I don't know what's supposed to say to me. Eat the butterfinger and you're gonna really feel like you're in VR. I don't know. <laughs> I think for me, yeah, the ooh, this one's kinda tough. In in the opposite way. So I think the VR will be second for me. Just because of that one piece that I mentioned, the fact that I would end it differently where everyone's if they want to be better at games, eat Burger King, yeah. um, eat a Butterfinger versus the ending where it's just, here's a big VR helmet. Yeah, you right. I mean? It would have been better. Like the VR guy's like, wow, this really works. I can make money. And then everyone's brushing to the Butterfinger. And it's like, oh no. Right? I think that would have been funnier or yeah. better for the Butterfinger. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think beyond that, it's just a silly little VR 90s kind of thing. And I like that. I like 
that kind of nineties nah. thing. I had the obsession with VR and like what was the thing called? Power Boy or something like that? Virtual the Boy. Virtual Boy? Yeah, that kind of thing. I was thinking the power glove. All right, power so then boy. that makes our, <laughs> the power our, it makes our the power ball. It makes our favorite one the conspiracy theory one. I think it's just stupid. I would and say I it's like my favorite. Cartoon noises. Yeah, I would say it's my favorite because if you know the tropes of conspiracy things and movie conspiracy things, it fit because of the projector and the crazy guy and all that. And it really advertised the Butterfinger to me. Butterfinger is at the center of all this craziness. And if you eat it, it's so delicious, you'll go mad. It's like, okay, this is Butterfinger. Not an old man eating it, then it goes crazy, and secondary Butterfinger sword. So, And it's generally funny, because the guy is a weirdo, and then the old people are like, you're a weirdo. Yeah, so, yeah I think... That's why um, it's number one for me. Yeah, I don't know. I just like it. It's cute. <laughs> My very subjective no, I, like it. Okay, I just okay, like it. Right. <laughs> it's super cute. Um, no, I like this one. I don't know. I like the buildup. I like that he's talking about conspiracy theories and you're just like, all right, conspiracy theories. And then the Butterfinger just kind of lands in and the pictures of a Butterfinger attached to like absurd concepts like the graph and it in outer space and stuff. It just looks stupid and it's kind of funny. And Mm -hmm. like the crescendo of the speaker just getting madder and madder, like crazier and crazier about Butterfinger being, you know, the thing that ties everything together. And that undercut by an old woman being like, Jesus, this guy's a psycho is funny. So it's, it's, (laughs) why is she at this um, auditorium to listen to my, she was bored one day. She got a free ticket. My narrative there is like, (laughs) she's at like at a free event at the library or something. I got nothing else to do. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you could, uh, you could tell it was from its time. Remember when conspiracy theories were fun? They were just weird things that you wanted to see like the men in black. Then it actually started appearing in reality and I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that's big feet. Yeah. That's what I, you could feel all three of these were the mid nineties. You could feel it was of its time because there were a lot of Butterfinger commercials from the past. A lot of them I couldn't use because they were just music, essentially, and jingles. But like, there's a 1970s one where James Bond was pretty big. Instead of Goldfinger, it was Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and then the 80s had a bunch of jingles like, Better Butterfinger, it's so cool, la la la. Butterfinger's better, it's a better Butterfinger. It's a crispier, crunchier Butterfinger bar. Yeah, that's really Throughout the ages, you could say... It said, with the Goldfinger thing, James Bond thing, it said, Curtis Candy Company. Made purely for pleasure by Curtis. And then it went, Nabisco. Get a better Butterfinger. Now, Nabisco. From Nestle. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger from Nestle. But I have yet to see Ferrero. Give me my Butterfingers back, you Italian Ferrero. Yeah, Ferrero, listen to us. I can Even dip though it we've in completely my... <laughs> blasted Butterfinger throughout this entire thing, saying it's not that great, I would like to see it on our shelves a little bit more often or included in Halloween packets. So that way, generations of kids can be disappointed, but still, you know, appreciate <laughs> no, it. It's better than I'd, nothing. I'd much rather have Butterfinger than all the old people we went to are like the most generic hard candy. It's like, here's a strawberry. And then the rapper doesn't say anything cool like strawberry blast, just a strawberry. Right? Robbery Blast. They sold you all their old hard candies. Yeah, I would prefer, yeah, I'd 
definitely, even though I like the hard candies, well, sort of to a point, I would prefer a Butterfinger because it's got a little bit of chocolate and stuff over like kind of a hard candy that gets stuck in your teeth. Why I'm bashing Ferrero so much is because throughout this entire research, it was working on my brain, the advertisements. I kind of really want a Butterfinger now. <laughs> the memory came back and I was like, hmm, but I don't see Ooh. it in the shelves. So... Mm. So yeah, that was the Butterfinger commercial series. And it's like so Butterfinger weird that we babies. dedicated an entire thing to a candy we're not even like incredibly fond <laughs> of. And didn't Man. even include a Simpsons, which is like the only yeah. reason we know them. Although just putting it out there, folks, there's a lot of Simpsons commercials out there. So we might actually do a Simpsons episode Themes. because... With a lot of Simpsons references, we will drop it. <laughs> yeah, we're we'll yeah. dropping every... God, I can't wait for that episode. That'll be fun. I just want to watch episodes of The Simpsons from seasons like... So, yeah, this, and a nostalgic podcast this is very nostalgic because Ferraro's not going to give it to us. And you know what? Butterfinger BBs were killed, too. But yeah, I think Nestle did that. I think I had Butterfinger BBs. I think we got them at... I, I think Nestle killed it back in the 2010s. I always remember Butterfinger BBs in Blockbuster. I think that's the only time I ever had them. Like they always just had them there. Maybe that's how oh, people yeah. like Butterfingers. Once Blockbuster so, died, Butterfingers was just of no importance anymore. We can't have it anymore. I'm upset. So that's why I dedicated an entire episode to this thing. All right. RIP, right. even though it's still around, Butterfinger. Okay. So that is the end of our commercial. If you've made it this far, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe off of your favorite podcast platform and give us a listen every time we're up. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Retroad Review. You can send us your favorite commercials that we should look into the history to. Um, or brands. You sound very Halloween-y there. Yeah, I was going to say this is Halloween. <laughs> I also think this is a candy for Halloween. Yeah, so. this is a Halloween candy. But anyway, point is... We appreciate you. We love you. <laughs> Listen to us. Um, Have a butterfinger. Our next episode, which may or may not be about The Simpsons. It's going to be about old commercials, though. Not going to change that concept. All right. Thanks very much. And we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. Peanut buttery butterfinger. It's neato. <laughs> and it's neato.